0: All right, welcome back to the All American Savage Show podcast. I have a returning friend of the show, Tony Cowden out of North Carolina, former Green Beret, who ran for Congress. So, Tony, you're uh, like we were just talking about on the, on the uh, prior to us starting this, like you're kind of in uh, fuck it all mode right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a little bit. Uh, you know, return to normal life. I, you know, my entire campaign was really only six months long as mm-hmm. opposed to. Years, You know, yeah, some guys, you know, you're, you're looking at at least a year, even 18 months in a congressional cycle because, you know, it's every two years they have to run anyway, which right. is a whole different topic. In this day and age, I think two-year terms are a little short, mm-hmm. really difficult for our so-called, I don't call them representatives anymore. They, they're supposed to be our representatives and they, they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> they work about as many days as a teacher each year mm-hmm. and the next year they got to start campaigning mm-hmm. and raising money so i mean it's it's no wonder they don't <laughs> they don't get anything accomplished uh unless of course it's sending our billions overseas you know? yeah i was gonna that's, ask you as so far, far like it.
0: yeah it's yeah it, it seems like a lot of the gop establishment members um were all in favor of this like a lot of guys were all in favor of uh because madison cawthorne who lost his seat uh, now, we know Crenshaw voted in favor of it, and Crenshaw catches a lot of shit, and justifiably so. But I didn't see a lot of people going after Madison Cawthorn and the likes of these turning point types and these Trump endorsement types that actually voted in favor of this $40 billion, to include Ted Cruz.
1: Man. So, you know, the, the GOP. hmm If there's one lesson I learned in this whole mess is that GOP is, an, is for the most part, part of the problem. Mm-hmm. So whether it's all the way down to the local level, all the way to, you know, the the true establishment and, you know, the entire our entire politics, they're upside down. Right. But when it comes to the GOP in a, in a primary, you'll, you'll hear them say, well, you know, we don't get involved in, in primaries. We're neutral. And that and that's in their bylaws. Mm. It's, it's absolutely not true. Um
0: is this in regards to like endorsements and things such as that?
1: Not even endorsements, right? So you got your local GOP, right? Your county GOP chair, mm-hmm. your co-chair all the way. Then you've got your district then you've got state. And I mean, through the entire process, it was clear that not only do these key GOP members, they're not neutral. Mm-hmm. They're going to support whatever incumbent. And, and it's so weird because like in my case, you know, I was running against uh, Greg Murphy. Greg Murphy you would literally hear people say things. Well, he says it on his website. And they would just take it as some sort of truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, you're, just, you're telling me you believe a politician. And, you know, it was, it's this politicians have gained this almost celebrity-like yeah. status. Mm-hmm. Well, when I say things are upside down, right? So right now you've got, a, like, you've got your, your U.S. representative. Mm-hmm. they're supposed to work for the people right but it's upside down one of the cases with us so you got your 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 state representatives your sheriffs other local supposed leaders
2: mm-hmm.
1: elected people I don't want to call them leaders because they're certainly not <laughs> so in our case it without a single sheriff without a single NC rep Talking to any of the people who are challenging Greg Murphy, they all came out. We endorse him. Well, let me rephrase that. Greg Murphy produces a uh, a graphic of of you know of, of things saying that all the sheriffs in this district endorse him. Right. And he did the same thing with the reps, but he didn't actually ask their permission.
0: Right. He just yeah, assumed.
1: He just did it. So now he's backed him in a corner. And basically, if you don't endorse him, he'll dangle and withdraw that federal money. Right? <laughs> but going to D.C. and getting that money for the counties in the district, the sheriff's departments in the district, that's his job. Mm-hmm. But that's that's not how it works. So you've got all these sheriffs who are on the back end going, yeah, we don't like him. He's horrible. But they don't have the spine to actually right. stand up. Yeah. In one case, one of, one of the representatives... Who was completely open about backing me, telling people to vote for me. So when when the the so-called endorsement came out, I'm like, Hey, what the hell, man? And he's like, I didn't give him permission for that. And I'm like, Well, are you going to go and publicly say, Hey, we didn't do that? And he's like, Well, I don't want to do that, man. I would be screwing my district. He'll he'll keep funding from me.
0: That's how is that even legal?
1: Well, it's probably not, but it's just the way it is. And, you know, we're so used to things being the way it is. Yeah. And, you know, that's just one thing, man. And, you know, to kind of to kind of back up, you know, uh, I want to make sure people understand that, you know, in no way, shape or form am I bitter or a sore loser. What what I'll present and what I'll continue to tell people are just our lessons learned. Right. Right. it's, It's things we all know to already be true it's just now i have a
0: well maybe not even to that that detail though that's the first i've heard of that so that's a whole new that's shedding some light on some issues that people probably are not aware of in regards to these representatives like dangling that that fiscal yeah. bone if you will over yeah. these agencies for endorsements that's so wow
1: yeah yeah and, and you know call it what you want corruption whatever it is man it's extortion yeah that's one way to look at it um you know but going back to the gop you got these especially in in two of the major counties in my district these two gop leads the county leads they're like i said they're supposed to be neutral we could send them post graphics you know whatever yeah and they're supposed to post it on their social media with a little disclaimer hey we know we don't endorse anyone bro not only could i not get them to post things there was a couple of times where we posted stuff and it didn't quite get the reaction they wanted, Mm -hmm. like it was favorable, and Mm -hmm. they took it down. And in in one case, in one of the, like I said, one of the larger counties, one of the the, the GOP chair was literally going around and and spreading some of the lies and rumors, or or lies, flat out lies, that my opponent, a sitting representative, Mm produced about us and, and you know part of it was tony's a criminal right well tony was not a choir boy and i've been completely open yeah about, um you know my record right so i when you look at you know my background check which i posted very early on because i knew it was going to come out right yeah of course you're going to do a background check yeah oh my god tony cowden has 35 traffic violations and <laughs> If I got my driver's license, I've always been in a hurry. Right? Uh, yes, I roll uh, some stop signs and traffic lights.
0: I'm sorry, Tony. I got to stop you there. I just don't know or understand how you feel. You could have been an effective representative, knowing full well that you had some traffic violations. How could you vote? I mean, I mean, how could you represent an entire demographic when you know you have a few speeding tickets? That just yeah. that tells me that you're probably not the kind of person yeah, well, that I want to vote for. You know the other I thing, want a what? choir boy, Tony. I want a choir boy that has never stuck his penis in a vagina. I want someone that has no real-world experience. I want someone that has never had an altercation with the police. No, I want someone that just walks the straight and narrow because that's a representation of who I am, wow. even though we both know that's a crock of bullshit because behind closed doors, every single voter has their skeletons, so this glass house that we say that our politicians should live in is complete bullshit. It
1: is, man. You know, the other <laughs> thing's on my record, right? So... Um, I got a DWI when I was 19,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not guilty. I mm-hmm. had zero guilties, right, uh, mm-hmm. other than traffic.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the other one was assault on a female, mm-hmm. and it was a domestic, right? Mm-hmm. What, what army dude doesn't have a fucking you know, domestic?
0: Well, the optics on that, I will say, probably are not going to help unless you're able to give like a good explanation right. as far as like, hey, yada, yada, yada. That's, yeah. And that's the smear tactic because I yeah. saw that. I saw somebody posting about that. I was like, here we go. Here we go
1: Yeah, and and, you know, so basically all that happened was My ex-wife and I were arguing Mm. I had just got home from a deployment Uh, She didn't, at least that night, didn't want to get a divorce (laughs) Uh, But I had other plans for the evening Mm. And um, so I didn't really want to hang out with her She got a little upset uh, Was yelling at me in the driveway Of (laughs) And the neighbors heard it Neighbors called the cops She Mm. and I split, you know, we're gone they actually find me the next day at the gas pump and I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Like, yeah, man, freaking. Uh, so she didn't swear out the warrant. The mm. officer did, right? And a lot of people don't understand this. Yeah. He went to the magistrate, said he had enough evidence based on an interview with our neighbor who <laughs> saw nothing. They heard mm. the argument and he swore out a warrant. a warrant. So because he didn't have anything, both of us were charged. Both of us hired the same attorney. Yeah. Went to court, <laughs> the court. Went to the DA. Right. Both, you know, put up a sworn affidavit, and the charges were dismissed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, the reality was the way the opponent spun it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a a United States representative yep. running a veteran who has a pretty decent service record
0: mm-hmm. into the dirt. Yeah. Right it's no holds barred save, man like yeah, yeah. Save I, mean, I do have to ask though did you honestly go into this thinking that these scumbags would not stoop to no, that no, level No, no, no.
1: absolutely okay. we knew it was okay. happen, right to assume that a politician yeah happen, <laughs> it's like you know have some sort of honor
0: moral code or fuck no. no
1: no we knew it was gonna happen that's why i put it out mm. early, early like i posted
0: get ahead my, of it yeah. yeah
1: i posted my own background check yeah on social media
0: that's that's how you play the game because you know they're gonna start digging anything they can find. And so it's might as well get ahead. It's like, hey guys, um, I've had unprotected sex, I've smoked at the marijuana. Like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm sorry for the but that's you know, it brings up a good point that I wanted to get your perspective on from where you're at, in regards to how I feel like the GOP is still comprised very heavily of the evangelical types. That I don't want to say Bible thumpers, but I want to say that they do expect their politicians to have never smoked ganja or they have to live these these straight and narrow lives. Is that the feeling you still get from the GOP or do you think it's progressed?
1: So right now, I feel like there's there's two parts of the GOP. Mm -hmm. You're your your country club conservatives or Mm -hmm. Reagan Republicans.
0: Mm -hmm. And I've seen these. I've been to these events. I've seen these. I know who you're talking about.
1: Right, They're 60 years and older rich uh, yeah definitely right they're they're definitely you know upper middle class or better that's the country mm-hmm. club part and then there's just a the regular hard working conservatives right who get zero representation the yeah. average right like so the cool thing about my district is right not only do i live here but i grew up here right mm-hmm. so i grew up in pamlico county one of the largest counties but lowest populations in this district so that entire county right where is is comprised of now forty some year olds that I grew up with. Mm. And believe me, those folks, they don't care that I had a DWI or that I have smoked weed before.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? No, I believe it. Yeah.
1: But you know, you get into these country club conservative types and they're like, ooh, ooh, we're we're better than everybody else because mm-hmm. we go to church twice a week.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, but they have the money. And and the bottom line here is our elections are for sale.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I can give you a good example of that, right? Mm-hmm. Not just mine,
2: mm-hmm.
1: because I was outspent five to one. And we knew that was a thing, right? That's a metric. If you look at elections as metrics and dynamics,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? And in between those two are variables. So I, I see most things as an equation anyway.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So a metric would be like how much money you have in your campaign finance account. Right. A dynamic would be um, how many... Or, or personality, right? Mm. Charisma, that yeah. the, the dynamic. it, it usually The total package, yeah. Right. It, it surrounds the, the candidate
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, a little bit. So the, the reality is, and if you look around just the primaries in North Carolina, right? So Bo Hines. Bo mm-hmm. Hines won in the 13th district. He doesn't mm-hmm. live in the district. He probably had never visited those counties before deciding to run. But his metric was he had a lot of money. His dad is very wealthy. And I don't know Bo. I know that Bo just got elected. But the fact that a 25-year-old college young man, I'm not going to insult him at all, right? Yeah. I wasn't following his race. I know one of the guys that he was running against who I would have voted for because he's older and more mature, is from there, Mm -hmm. right? So one of the the dynamics is you have the man who's from there, Mm -hmm. who understands the district, who's lived there his whole life, and you've got this young man, but the difference between the two was the young man, Bo Hines, had two million dollars to blow. Mm-hmm. That was not his; it came from his father. It came from uh, you know, he got a Trump endorsement, mm-hmm. right? So there's a dynamic. Right? Yeah. That's, you know, is a Trump endorsement a dynamic or a metric? Probably a dynamic. Um, so between money and a Trump endorsement, he pulled off a win that in any other. Without those two variables, he wouldn't have stood a chance. Right, right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Without money and without a Trump endorsement, Bo Hines couldn't have gotten elected uh, to dog walker mm-hmm. in in District 13. Yeah, right? and that's just a fact. Uh, in, in my case, you know, my opponent, you know, million dollars of big pharma money, PACs. It was funny, and, and and you know, this is just how America is becomes infatuated in in these these politicians become celebrities. So this guy has thousands, t- tens of thousands of dollars from PACs and organizations that are completely an open pro-abortion.
0: Mm-hmm. And and he's fine accepting that money. I right, guess, so he's I guess the... Money,
1: uh, he's using it for his campaign, but yeah. uh, there's another piece folks don't realize, right? Mm-hmm. Is that campaign money can be given to other campaigns
0: oh that's right yeah other other okay yeah I, yeah isn't that what you're supposed to do uh
1: like if
0: once you if you win or lose you're supposed to forward it
1: well i don't know if you're supposed to mm-hmm. like here's what it's used for more more than what folks understand mm-hmm. like committees my opponent greg murphy left the veterans affairs committee right which he mm-hmm. swore to run like that was a big campaign promise veterans affairs we have Camp Lejeune, Cherry Point, uh, Marine Corps Air Station. We have Seymour. C- you get a
2: lot, yeah.
1: Yeah, man. Huge veteran. Mm-hmm. So he abandons the Veterans Affairs Committee and goes to the Ways and Means Committee. Well, the Ways and Means Committee cost him about $500,000, right? To get on that committee, you have to give the committee members max contribution of 5000 each. And that's election cycle, right? That's each election cycle. You have to pay right like this is what folks don't realize like a freshman representative the first thing he has to do is pay his dues to the gop or the dean
0: are you serious like and
1: it's amazing it's, it
0: sounds like a union
1: yeah dude it's worse than a user. union it's it's more like the mafia
0: <laughs> no kidding yeah a lot of people don't know the intricate detail this is yeah. kind of news to me as well like i didn't know it was to that level that dynamic of you got to pay your dues until I get fucked. I got elected. So, so what happens if you don't? What happens if you you got elected? You like I'm not paying any dues? Like I'm just here to represent and go home.
1: Well, so, if you buck the GOP,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you don't get reelected. Ask Madison Cawthorn.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I saw that one. I mean, you know, I don't know a lot about Madison, but I do know, like, the original pictures that circulated of him on the cruise ship in lingerie. I was like, good for you. You're living the dream. But then the video came out of him naked humping another dude in his bed, and he said he was just playing. It's like, uh, but, you know, realistically, do I care? No, I still wouldn't give a shit. But you know these evangelical boomer Republicans are like, nope, absolutely not. And then, you know, when he says they're offering him, like, orgies and cocaine in Washington, it's like, probably shouldn't have said that, bro. Probably yeah, shouldn't have said they,
1: that. And, and I'll tell you, bro. Um, you know, whatever's whatever. This, this is, this is probably where I start making enemies. Uh, oh
0: yeah, let's do it. I'm all about that, baby. Yes. Well. Come over to my side of the tracks, Tony. So, <laughs> we, we don't have a home, but by God, let, we're happy.
1: Let me preface before we go any further. <laughs> so far, yes. Everything that we're getting ready to get into, bro. I did not kill myself <laughs> if this I, is
0: involving hillary we're ending this interview right now
1: i am not upset one bit that i just lost this election i'm yeah. still a very happy person i have an amazing life my girlfriend is amazing i like me just fine yeah. i i did not suicide myself <laughs> Right? i don't care if i've got I just cellulose in my hand <laughs> perfect right it was my gun there's a video bro i'm telling you i didn't do it okay so, yeah um yeah if you ever find me fucking suicided you need to call Matlock, that chick from <laughs> Mercy Road, Ice-T, Ice Cube, all those fucking detectives,
0: right? We're going to get NCIS over here, everything. Absolutely. Scully, right? Mulder, the whole shebang. Not the FBI. Not, the FBI. not the FBI. No, no, no. Of course oh, not. We, dude, I would never do that to you. Absolutely not. Okay. Is there definitely- like, are you wanting him to die? Then call the FBI, especially if he's got a dog. Let's get the ATF involved while we're at it. <laughs> You've got five of them, so absolutely. It's target <laughs> practice. It's a target-rich well, environment for them. Oh,
1: my God. So, all right. When I initially announced the run, I was running in the fourth district, which no Mm -hmm. longer exists in North Carolina. We had to redistrict because, you know, it was a a messed up court case. NC courts redistricted, took that power from the General Assembly. That is their job. Per the North Carolina Constitution, they set the districts, Mm -hmm. right? The Democrats challenged it. It could have gone to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court looked at the case and said, yes, it's definitely unconstitutional. But it's too late in the election year. So, yeah. Wow. So right now, the districts in North Carolina are actually unconstitutional. Not just by North Carolina Constitution, but also also by the U.S. Constitution.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right? So that's that's just a fact, right? And, and the, you can look that up. That's what the U.S. Supreme Court said. So I had no incumbent in this district, and I was definitely the lead candidate.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And being a veteran, I got finally— got a few veterans on the phone, right? You would think a special forces candidate for Congress, one of the first phone calls they would get would be from, like, Representative Waltz, a special forces colonel. Mm. No, man, you can't get that dude on the phone. Really? No. And when I finally did, it was really brief, and it was uh, a quick interview for the Frontline Patriots PAC. And it's basically a PAC that the veterans in Congress have – Put together to help, in theory, veterans. Yeah. Now, if you look around the veterans that are running, right? Eight Green Berets, mm-hmm. six Navy SEALs, Global War on Terrorism veterans. Look around and you only see a couple of them with any real support. Yeah. From the GOP or even from Trump. And people, you have to ask yourself why, right? Like, why? Because they know we're not going to fall in line. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. If, You're not a Kevin. If you don't swear to either Trump,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Kevin McCarthy, you're not getting support. You're just not getting it. Yeah. All right. So I get on the phone with Dan Crenshaw a couple times. Mm -hmm. Right. So he's part of this whole pack. They're all about supporting this and that. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Well, the districts change, and now I decide to run against an incumbent. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And this at this point, I know all my support probably just went away.
0: Because they have to favor him, absolutely. Because he's the incumbent.
1: Because he has sworn, sworn, freaking guilty <clears throat> and, and loyalty to Kevin McCarthy.
0: So you lost all support,
1: absolutely. So I call Dan Crenshaw. Dan, he says, I say, hey man, look, districts have changed. I'm now going to be challenging an incumbent. Mm-hmm. And Dan says, who? Who is it? Um, Yeah, Greg Murphy. You know what Dan Crenshaw says to me?
0: What? Who? You <laughs> didn't I know who he was? My,
1: bro, you work with him. Yeah. You don't know him? So Dan, no shit, had to freaking Google him. Like, I don't know how else to tell you who he is, man.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I could describe him. He's short. Really right? slim shoulders. Really, you know, definitely a... Anyway. No, no, I'm no personal slides. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: that the mean, truth, I'm, facts are like, facts. I mean, yeah,
1: I mean, right? Not, not anyone you would want to drink a beer with, right? Not anyone you would want to hang out with. Um, but anyway. Dan says, "Oh, the doctor." So Greg Murphy, I won't call him a doctor because he's a representative. So right, you know what I mean, he's a representative. He is one of those doctors who's like, you will call me doctor, right? Which is funny because, you know, my older sister is a, a world-renowned pediatric endocrinologist research development doctor. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, any doctor that makes you call them a doctor. Is
0: yeah. A
1: right. Yeah, I was about to say, it sounds <laughs> like
0: a military is like, you will call me. Yeah, so she's I'm like, fun. okay, you're a douche. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right. No, dude, my name's Tony. Yeah. Um, so Dan goes, oh, yeah, that, oh, that guy. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, man, sorry, but, you know, we're not going to be able to help you now. He's he's a uh, he's he's on Team Kevin, and I was like, okay. And when I hung up the phone, I went, you know what? Cool, I am now, in no way, shape, or form, linked to any yeah. of the establishment support. So mm-hmm. moving forward, I knew, <clears throat> win, lose, draw, I'm clean. Right. And I told people from the beginning, I would rather lose this election mm-hmm. clean, than win it dirty.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's that's what happened.
0: That's a damn shame, dude. I I expected yep. more, cause I mean I talked to him about you, and he said that he would definitely look in I mean, he asked for information, and so I gave it to him, and I'm I'm sad to fucking hear that. Like, uh,
1: I, Dan's I, playing I, the
0: game too. I get it. It's sure. just it's bullshit.
1: Yeah, no man. Um,
0: how do we get it, new blood it, then? Like, if how do we yeah. expect to get new blood into the GOP that's more in favor of constitutionality? Constitutionality representing their districts versus. Like you said, swearing fealty to the McCarthy's, the McConnell's, like the Trump, like no, you need diversity of opinion and thought in there to where we can act. Like, what if we had more Rand Pauls? What do you think that would do to the GOP?
1: So here's the, it makes no sense because the GOP is like Trump, Trump, Trump. <clears throat> you know, we like the aggressiveness, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then here's, here's me, and they're like, oh God, Tony's too aggressive. Too much,
0: too much. Like, yeah. Oh my
1: God, he, he, he has an assault charge. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you the really weird part, man. So on Greg Murphy, on his team, is this um, this female who served in the military. Just ask her. She'll tell you. Uh, she did eight years as an officer. and She's, she's a combat veteran. Mm-hmm. And she got a bronze star. Well, she was a finance officer who did uh, uh, a I- <laughs> bronze star, right? And I knew you were going to go
0: there. Yeah, I knew you were going to go there. was um,
1: questioning my service. And she said numerous stuff. Now she has deleted all this since. Yeah. people were starting to hammer me. And like Guardians of the Green Beret got involved, validated everything I said is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was what it is is, you know, clearly it's confusing to the average person to try mm-hmm. to explain without breaching any classified assignments or anything like that. Hey, I was special forces from ninety-seven to oh five, got out, went to work for the CIA. And because at one point she's, you know, I talked about getting blown up in two thousand and nine, and she was like, "Well, if he got hurt, he should have a purple heart." And I'm like,
0: "You're a contractor.
1: I'm working for the CIA. There's no yeah. the CIA doesn't give awards for getting hurt." Yeah. Right. Um. So this young lady, man, like, they were just hammering me, just nonstop, right? And I'm going, you know, how do you how do you convince people of the truth even when you give it to them? Yep. Well, you can't, right? If, if if you're if you're a Britney Spears, uh Britney Spears fan, right? Mm. And clearly <clears throat> Spears, I mean, I look at Britney Spears and I'm like, what a piece of shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> but oh my God, she's a victim of all yeah. the horrible things her father did. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I don't a know. Effect. I'm just saying once you're a believer in someone and now you treat them like they're a celebrity, yeah. it doesn't matter what you show them. Yeah. You know, I only thing I ever put out about Greg Murphy was his voting record
0: mm-hmm. as you should. Right. That's, that's actionable content.
1: Yep. And, and I did call him a coward for not, he wouldn't debate me.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. He wouldn't get on the stage. You know, we just saw that, you know, another Trump endorsed, yeah. uh, candidate Herschel Walker, Hmm in the georgia senate against daggone sadler
0: mm-hmm.
1: Herschel won, man i saw that yeah celebrity politician mm-hmm. all because trump wants to interfere in our elections
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's funny right and people right now you know you would have a trump supporter right now say oh my god i can't believe tony just said something against trump i'm not mm-hmm. speaking against trump i'm speaking against trump interfering in elections hmm because the exact same standard, and this is one of the biggest problems, right? Whether you're a Democrat or you're a Republican, hypocrisy in America is probably one of the most consistent behaviors we mm-hmm. see. Yeah. So the GOP says, you know, if, if Obama endorses a candidate, Obama should get out of the way. The president should stay out of elections. Mm-hmm. Hey, Trump endorsed this guy. Woo!
0: And we're good. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think that really a lot of the GOP establishment gives a shit about accurate representation of the people, because I feel like if we look at the different comparisons between you and Trump, as far as vulgarity, being real, transparent, whatever, Trump's already in charge. Trump has because you got to remember when Trump first pushed into 2015 to start campaigning and stuff, Ted Cruz, they all hated him. He was too much. But then when Trump came in and overwhelmed the GOP, garnished so much support, they're like, okay, hey. Um, we better support Emperor Nero now because he's got all the power. Right. And that's the thing that concerns me that a lot of the listeners don't seem to understand is that I tell them, like, when you give one man that much power over an entire movement, you are basically electing a king. Yeah. And I've already seen, like, Trump endorse Dr. Oz, who apparently is a gun grabber. He's an abortionist. I don't know if he's switched since then. But when you have a man that is coming out here, and I— I wouldn't really say interfering in the elections, but in a sense he is because he, he's using his influence, his sphere of influence, which again, all politicians do that. But even still, Trump right now, and this is what I don't feel like a lot of the GOP understands or a lot of voters understand, is like Trump is endorsing these political candidates so that in 2024, if these candidates make it, he's got so much loyalty across the board, which is good and it's bad because a lot of these people will not call him on his bullshit. They will not say this is wrong. At least Rand Paul will. I'll give him that.
1: Yeah. No, they won't call him on it, right? Like, you know, you've got, you know, the Kevin McCarthy, Dan Crenshaw's, right, that side. Mm-hmm. You've got your Marjorie Taylor Greene, Madison Cawthorns, mm-hmm. all those guys. And, you know, Dan calls them, you know, the Kevin McCarthy crew calls them the crazy caucus,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? So there's all this infight.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So it's kind of like Trump versus Kevin McCarthy versus, you know. It, the GOP is 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 just busted. Yeah. Right? and it sounds victims, like a frat house. The, the victims, the the people who are being played, the voters, are the yeah on the ground Republicans, mm. and, and you can't even you can't even convince them otherwise, Damn. right? I posted that video of of Yuri Bresmanov, mm. the KGB defector, mm-hmm. who in '86 talked about. Yeah. No matter how much proof you show someone, yep. they won't believe
0: you. Yep, CNN does the same thing with the Steele so, dossier. They they slandered Trump for four years, and then CNN comes and says, like, oh, by the way, it wasn't real. It's like, well, that's four years that you ran with this. Right. It doesn't matter. And people don't realize, like, oh, well, they retracted it. Yeah, it's a small little headline at the bottom of the website Nobody gave a shit because people still think of Russian collusion and Trump's like, no, it was proven wrong, but it's too late. So you're 100 percent right. And these these political games, these people know this. Right. They know they can speak all these kinds of lies. And later, like, oh, yeah, well, we got it wrong. But we're just going to mention that over here somewhere. So we're, you know,
1: you know, it's just ironic because, like I said, in any other situation, a guy like Greg Murphy would would. Hold me in regard as some type of war hero or some shit. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But in this case, because I'm challenging his power. I'm, I'm aggressive. I'm violent. I'm, you know, you're like, what are you talking about?
0: This is a political game.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, man, of all the things, if you gave me a magic wand right now and said, what would you change about the political process, mm-hmm. campaign finance reform?
0: I've heard that many times.
1: Yeah. Everybody wants to talk term limits. Well, first mm-hmm. of all, every politician in DC has sworn that they're for term limits.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah.
1: But if they actually enacted them, half of them would lose their jobs immediately. Good, yeah. So term limits is a joke, right? Because it also it takes a it takes a a constitutional amendment to Mm -hmm. change the electoral process anyway. Mm -hmm. Right? So you need a supermajority. Well, ninety percent of Americans, both sides, over ninety percent of Americans support term limits. Mm -hmm. So you would think our representatives would just as quickly as they could vote for a fifty bill, yeah, and could get us some term limits.
0: Well I remember Ted Cruz had tried introducing that a while back, and it's like show me in the history of politicians, emperors, presidents, kings, queens, and monarchs. Show me in the history where anyone has achieved that much power and then gave you know, open. willfully relinquished it. They don't. It doesn't happen.
1: I can tell you. I can tell you exactly where, where it's happened in history. It's happened it's in the United States.
0: General Cincinnatus.
1: When we gave mm-hmm. the right to vote. The slaves and women. So we've done it before. America is unique. In that. I'm talking about an individual. Right. No, no. One person. Nope. But I know no, what you're no. talking
0: about, though. You're right there. But I'm talking about an individual person. No, and plus, you have a corrupted system of the, these these politicians. These are career politicians. They're making so much money. Why would you want to quit that? You right. know, they know how to play the game.
1: Yeah, I tell you, man. So we put it out there. So <laughs> we had Hurricane Florence in North Carolina a couple years back. And did a lot of damage flooding. Right? Not winds and that stuff, just tons of flooding. Yeah. So, Representative Greg Murphy at the time owned properties on Emerald Isle Beach, North Carolina, which is a, a, one of the nicest beaches mm-hmm. on the coast. He secured federal FEMA emergency funds for the entire district. So, like Pamlico County, and don't quote me on these numbers, I don't have them, I got like $5 million. Mm. Uh, Craven County, $18 million Uh, These are counties, right? Right Emerald Isle Beach, the city Mm. Where his properties lie $55 million And he turned around And sold one of his properties for over $2 million In profit once he had it secured (laughs) Now this wasn't This money wasn't for improving The inlets So the fishermen could go in and out it was all beach revitalization. <laughs> That's about know picking up
0: trash on the beach?
1: Right. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Right. Right? So this was an entire pipeline for for pumping in sand. Mm-hmm. Right? To restore this beach. Some of his biggest donors were in were real estate investments type corporations, 100,000 dollars a pop campaign donations. <clears throat> From real estate companies, one in particular, located in Emerald Isle Beach, <laughs> and like people were like, "Well, I mean, that's that's his job." That's, that's normal, his, yeah. To yeah. Stop, stop Tony. Yeah.
0: That's normal.
1: That's his job to get you know hurricane and disaster relief funds. That's his job. But if you look at the disproportionality, it was an inordinate amount of money mm. to where his properties were to some of his largest donate donors reside.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, again, not a conspiracy theorist But this is just how it works Connect
0: the dots and follow the money, 100% Right,
1: Right? this is exactly how Pelosi Has Mm -hmm. become so rich This is exactly how the insider trading stuff works Mm -hmm. So, I'll tell you, man Without campaign finance reform Rich elites stay in power Right, so there needs to be a cap Right, that way You, or me, or Sally Can challenge an incumbent and be mm-hmm. on some type of even playing field. Right. We have to get rid of PACs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we have to get rid of corporate donations, dark money. Mm-hmm. And there needs to be a cap on how much a representative mm-hmm. can raise and spend in an election cycle. Right. So I will tell you the other nasty part of this whole mess are the consultants. So this is an industry.
0: Oh, we know all about the consultants with the BLM. They're getting paid good money.
1: Right. So <laughs> your general consultant, you know, you're looking at anywhere from ten to twenty five thousand dollars a month that you're gonna Jeez. pay. Yeah. This is
0: a campaign consultant.
1: And then they're gonna have you hire all their other consultants, a media consultant, a social media consultant. Mm. Right? It's it's marketing but more expensive. Right. So when the districts change and I Talked to my consultant, who at the time I thought was a pretty good guy. He had been referred to me by a very good friend of mine, who ran for office ten years ago. And I don't know what changed in that ten years, but you're talking about an entire sewer marketplace, right? Mm-hmm. These guys—they're—they're they're, they're dirty, they're yeah. nasty. They will cheat. They will do anything it takes to get paid, mm-hmm. not to win necessarily, but to get paid so i'll tell you man when i decided to run against greg murphy my consultant was like whoa first thing he said to me was like tony look man challenging an incumbent means you could lose so badly that it will ruin your political career
0: you don't even have a career politically so what does it matter
1: well i said to him i was like andy we've known each other for over six months and in that time period in any conversation that we have had, have I ever indicated to you that I give a damn about a political career? Mm-hmm. And he was like, Yeah, yeah, but 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 like you know what you could do is just wait and, and you continue to raise money. That's how he gets back.
2: Ah, uh, gotcha.
1: Right? And, and run in two years when they redistrict and blah blah. Okay, come to find out, he and his entire bunch also work for Greg Murphy.
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> right? So we had to abandon that whole mess. It Jesus. took me, so now I have 10 weeks to challenge an incumbent. It took me four weeks to get access to my emails handed over. It took four weeks. Uh, even throughout the entire process, this this whole bunch of consultants, they didn't even give me full access to our campaign Facebook page. I couldn't sell ads. They basically <clears> put it <throat> hostage. Now, I withheld their last month's payment. So you got it. And I was like, hey, guys, until I get all of this stuff that you promised me I would get over the weekend Mm -hmm. four weeks ago, I'm not paying. So I hear through the, you know, little underground political grapevine that this consultant is going around telling people I I won't pay him. So I tried to call him, right, because I'm kind of a straightforward face-to-face communications type guy. No calls, no text return. So I was just like, hey, look, man, bottom line, let me break it down for you. If I hear one more time that you're calling me a thief or a liar, our face to face meeting will be different. Right? Mm-hmm. I didn't pay you, and I did pay him, mm-hmm. ultimately, right? Because I, I follow through on my deals.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I basically was like, hey, man, I don't want to hear it again. Yeah. I don't want to hear it again because my principles are more important to me than this election. Period. So I'll tell you, man, without campaign finance reform, Term limits mean nothing, right? Right. So because you can't
0: even get the right people in office first right? to begin with.
1: So for representatives, there needs to be a cap. Maybe it's half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. So if you get in the race. Sally gets in the race. I get in the race. You know, and Sally just no one likes her, so mm-hmm. she gets a whopping two fifty. Uh, you raise five hundred. You capped out. I raised four twenty. Right. Hey mm-hmm. man, at least we're on a a viably.
0: Some yeah, I get what you are saying. Fair, here.
1: I don't like to use the word fair because
0: yeah, for a little is, word.
1: That's a yeah, that's a liberal mm-hmm. concept, uh, <laughs> but it's an even playing field, right? Mm-hmm. Got to get rid of the corporations. So that was one of the biggest things that you know I was proud of is that you know we had just at like three thousand individual donors. Our, mm-hmm. our mean donation was fifty bucks. We raised over two hundred thousand, which you know that got a lot of people's eyes are like, holy shit! Here is this nobody. This mm-hmm. political nobody just raised this kind of money in only a few short weeks. Damn. Well, I'll tell you, man, I, I shot myself in the foot by not taking PAC and corporate money. And at the end, I probably would have taken it uh from, from corporations or PACs that I trust. So, like if you here's another thing, right? People need to know where to look. You mm-hmm. can find out what your who donates to your representative by going to either the FEC. The Mm -hmm. committee's website, which is a pain in the ass. If you go to the congressional website, FEC website, you're going to get frustrated and leave. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if they do it on purpose. Right. But you can go to this website called OpenSecrets.org.
0: OpenSecrets.org.
1: OpenSecrets.org. Type in your representative's name and click on donors. Mm -hmm. And you can see who donates. Now you have to be careful. Because they can have a PAC or a committee to elect them as well. So you can have your like campaign and then your committee
2: to mm-hmm. elect.
1: So you have to look at both. And like I said if you go on Greg Murphy's you can see you know all these different corporate donors. Um, his big thing is protecting the medical establishment, right? Like he was huge on making sure the vaccine manufacturers were protected from lawsuits mm-hmm. and liability. Yeah. I mean, this is a Republican that voted for every single stimulus package, every single appropriations bill that Joe Biden has put in front of him, he mm-hmm. voted for it. He votes pretty much the exact same way as Dan Crenshaw. hmm because
0: he's catching a lot of shit. There's a lot of these veterans that are kind of look at him, you know, and I, Dan and I have talked, he's been on the show. You know, I, I, openly disagree with a lot of his policies, but the thing is like, I don't want to alienate people like Dan because I want to bring them on the show to agree to disagree and have these discussions and debates. But I constantly get that. So like your boy Crenshaw, it's like, look, I got no beef with Dan. It's like, but I, Dan also know, we also talk a lot that it's like, I, you have a very strong foreign policy. I do not. And I was like, I, I'm not saying I'm an isolationist. But the fact that you're voting in favor of the 40 billion, that you're going to Ukraine, it's like, dude, we got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, we have much bigger fish to fry.
1: And and let's face it, across the board, right? Initially, Americans were very supportive of going and helping the Ukraine. Mm. This whole idea that Russia is our greatest enemy. Mm. I I don't think even the most staunchest freaking warmonger at this point believes that to be true. Well, you
0: you when did you first enlist?
1: 97.
0: Okay, so I, we got a mutual friend, 18 Alpha Chronicles, the meme page. Vance speaks very – he's the one who turned me on to you. Um, but I was asking Vance the very same thing because I came in in 2001. Throughout your career and my career, we were always raised to be trained for, to take on the big red bear. We were always trained to say Russia's – they've got a military, they got this, and then Ukraine hits, and I'm kind of like, what happened to the claws on this bear? Like, this is not what I expected. I mean, hell, a lot of us are kind of like, Kiev is going to fall – hasn't they held out and I know we're fighting that proxy war with them via NATO and US um money and stuff but it's just kind of like this doesn't seem right I still feel like there's something there Russia's not showing
1: yeah I, you know I don't know man I just look at it like this we that 50 bill you know at first right the, the first 360 you know mm-hmm. in the additional mm-hmm. people were mostly supportive I was like yeah
0: it's not our war
1: no oh, it's we got other things to worry about mm-hmm. so then this last piece you know last week when they, you know, decided, okay, we're going to give them another 50 bill. hmm Now Americans are like, wait a fucking second. Yeah. All right. We have shortages because the FDA is overregulating, you know, food and baby formula or whatever, right? Like, hold on a second. Hold on just a second. Let's pump the brakes, right? Yeah. And even still, they don't care. They don't care. They still voted for it. They literally, your, Kevin McCarthy, Dan Crenshaw, and that entire bunch voted for it. Mm-hmm. And basically told us to fuck ourselves.
0: The marriage, yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of Marjorie Taylor Greene, but she also stood up there and said, I'm not voting for us. Like, I, I respect that. Like, good yep. for you. There right. were like 11 or 12 Republicans that voted against it. That was it. And I was like, what the shit?
1: Yeah, it's man. like, wow. So, you know, Marjorie Gates, Bobert if that's how you pronounce her name. You know, like I said, Dan and them called them the crazy caucus. So it was mm-hmm. outspoken. Yeah. Right. I don't think they're crazy. Yeah. They're just passionate.
0: Yeah, but it's also and you, I don't, to, with, you yeah. know, I don't agree with you I
1: not agree with a hundred percent anyone says, yeah. right? Uh even Melissa, who I have to live with, I don't agree with her a hundred percent. Now don't tell her I said that. Look, <laughs> I don't. Um the reality is, man, you're not gonna find any politician to agree with a hundred. Yeah, naturally. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't care what Dan Crenshaw thinks, I don't care what Greg Murphy thinks, I don't mm. care. What Kevin McCarthy thinks, I care what America thinks. Mm -hmm. They are supposed to work for us. Mm -hmm. And they don't. Right? Dan Crenshaw works for Kevin McCarthy. Mm. That's just how it is. And I'm Mm. not, again, not a conspiracy theorist. Right? But at this point, I think if Kevin McCarthy told half of these rhino ass Republicans to get on their knees, Mm. right to their knees. Right. That's how much power this man has.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that is insane. That is absurd. It's so backwards. Um, and again, man, it's the game that they play. And I don't know if they're. They truly believe the things they say or if that's just what they're saying on social media. You know, Dan takes a lot of the hits because he's at least on social media. Yeah. Right. If you go to any of these. Representatives, senators, websites. Mm hmm. Uh, Facebook pages, social media, whatever, and look in the comments—they're all negative. Yeah, right. Everyone's pissed. Yeah, and they are ignoring us. Yeah, we're screwed, bro. Um, that's, and again,
0: that's yeah—that's a hard. That's, sure that
1: people understand that my campaign was successful, which is, sounds weird, right? Like a good buddy of mine calls me last night. He's like, "Hey, man, just want to give you some time." It's the Same fellow that that ran for Congress uh, ten years ago that he lost. And he's like, hey, I just want to call you and see if you're okay. like, bro, what do you mean? I spent the last week hanging out with Melissa. I got to go shoot again. I shot a freaking PRS match on Saturday, you know, firing up the business again because, you know, that was a big thing, man. I I hit my business. Yeah, you have to. You know, I saved up money all, you know, in the preliminary part, saved up money so I could pay my bills. Um, I'm lucky enough that, you know, Melissa has a great job and you know, whatever I was, you know, dropping off, she agreed to pick up. And um, so now I'm in complete 100% ass-kissing mode. Because <laughs> you know, she was very supportive of it, right? It's, yeah, I was about to say, you like, seem like
0: yes. you two are like a really good couple. She seems like she really supports you. I see how much you dote on her. It's, it's sweet.
1: Bro, yeah, she's an amazing chick, right? And, and I'll tell you, man, it was rough on her. Yeah. I had to constantly tell her, like, hey, you can't take this stuff personally. Yeah. But yeah. She, would, she perceived whenever someone attacked me, mm-hmm. She perceived it as very personal, right? She would get pissed. Especially these, you know, that that chick I told you. Mm. Um, And the funny thing about this chick, right? She's an Afghanistan war vet, Bronze Star recipient. Dude, she couldn't pass a fucking PT test. (laughs) Right? Um,
0: if civilians only knew that a bronze star doesn't mean shit anymore. No, a bronze no. star is like they give those out like if candy. The
1: achievement medal. Yeah, on steroids.
0: Yeah. yeah, if okay. you're like E7 or above and you served on battalion staff, dude, you're getting a fucking bronze star. Right. You know, Meanwhile, you got foot soldiers out there right. engaging in firefights daily and they're getting like one below it. It's like, what the fuck is this?
1: Yeah. Unless it has a V.
0: Yeah, exactly. Then it's and whatever. It's
1: funny because it, you know people couldn't help themselves like i said this 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 young lady was attacking me which here's the ironic part about this
0: v trip. meaning valor real quick for people that are listening to civilians if you have a v device it's like the v symbol on the award it means that's a combat related award so you can give bronze stars away for virtually anything but the v device is normally i think it's always indicative of combat isn't it yeah so a v device means they got that seeing some shit
1: right right and um, those are the
0: ones i'll respect
1: yeah and you know it, it was highlighted to that young lady that I, I have the, the BS's with the V's mm-hmm. um, but whatever man I don't care man I got my awards for doing my job right. you know? not if some people would say if you read my write up for why I got a BS with V in the first trip to Afghanistan you know it sounds really cool but I literally was just doing my job right, I don't know um, but you know the ironic part about this young lady is like her fiance is a third group guy yeah
0: <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. I bet he had to be pissed at her. It's like, oh my God.
1: Yeah. So like I said, when the the, the gardens of the Green Beret stepped in and were like, Hey, look, here's Tony's record. Everything he's saying is correct. Mm. They immediately started deleting all their posts, you know? And um yep. it was just it was gross and nasty. But my point is, right, like Melissa would get pissed. Mm. I would be like, Hey, look, just turn your Facebook off. Start following anything that has to do with this campaign that's negative. Mm-hmm. Um, Because, man, she would get mad. Like I said, especially with the women. And in politics, right, women, especially in the GOP right now, the women are running the show.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It's nothing but goofball beta males Mm
2: -hmm.
1: involved in the GOP right now. And they will lay over to whatever these women say, right? Like Mm -hmm. in eastern North Carolina, more counties have a female GOP chair than they do males. Mm -hmm. and that's kind of across the board right like women are just active and and passionate so that's just the way it is right now but they're also you know how they women can't help it they're not physically strong enough they they they're just like beta males right they're going to it's all going to be sinister Mm -hmm. no face to face (laughs) again yeah yeah. they they will not have the guts to
0: confront you yeah
1: yeah right he's not going to get on stage and actually have to yeah. Show people and defend himself. Yeah. Right. And you know, a consultant, my consultants told me straight up, they're like, "Yeah, incumbents, they don't debate."
0: Yeah, because they're they're secure.
1: Right. Yeah. They're not going to risk it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, if an incumbent won't debate, he's a coward, or she's a coward. Yeah. They're not. In, they're not. They clearly don't see their responsibility to the people. Yeah. They don't. And in the reality is, they don't work for the people anymore. No. You know, and so we're money and people ask me, hey, what are you going to do next? Are you going to run again? And and a lot of people want me to because we we made we exposed the strengths, the weaknesses, not just of the candidate and his team, but also the GOP, Mm -hmm. uh, the local media. Bro, I couldn't. The only local media I could get on were outlets, small radio, local radio stations that were very supportive of Greg Murphy. Mm-hmm. It would bring me on and try to, like, interrogate me.
0: Like a gotcha so, moment?
1: Yeah, so this one dude, a local radio show host, his name's Rayford Brown. And he's, like, retired SBI or something. And he's really just a fat lump. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? And so he brought me on, and he brought on his friend, this FBI guy. And it was clear they were, like, trying to interrogate me. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, you know, I did more interrogations on my last, <laughs> last year. You fat fucks have done your whole life
0: it's so like the fbi guys like shouldn't you be like i don't know investigating some parents at a school board that are pissed off about crt isn't that what the fbi is doing
1: well, now I'm a, I'm a retired fbi agent and it was funny man because like they were trying to ask me about my career and they mm. and i'm and i even told him i was like look this is all open source information mm-hmm. before you conduct an interview maybe you should have done some research yeah right like it's not it's not my fault you don't understand how special forces national guard works yeah Right, it's not my fault that you don't know that there are reserve special operations units, mm-hmm. um, and it's also not my fault that you don't understand what special activities and how the difference between Title Fifty and Title Ten works. Mm-hmm. Right, and it was just it was pathetic, man. And um,
0: oh, so they didn't—they didn't realize it's about you. So they were trying to use it as
1: a gotcha moment. Yeah, it was all oh. oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Right? <laughs> and I'm just like, you guys are just—you know—it was even funny, man, because you know the retired police officers I'm retired Sbi I carry a gun and I'm sitting here thinking like yeah you could have four guns on you right now I'll take all of them from you and make you eat them <laughs> uh, and, and just,
0: now we're on a watch list
1: <laughs> right. um, it was just hilarious man uh, it, it was it if it wasn't so sad and pathetic yeah, eat comical but you're literally talking about our nation here so when people ask me you know what am I gonna do next I don't know I mean, this was all like an AFO operation, right? An advanced force. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, you know, operational preparation of the battle space, intelligence preparation of the battle space. That's what I did. In 10 weeks, that's all I had to challenge this incumbent. 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. He had five times or more funding, Mm -hmm. he had a name, right? He's been the representative here. So, I knew that the chances of beating this guy were zero. Now, I still went after it as though we could win.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? So, when people ask me what's next, and, and, and like I said, folks are calling me and you know, we're, last week we're like, are you okay? I'm like, I lost an election, not a fight with Chuck Liddell. <laughs> you know? Right? Like, I'm not physically hurt at all. Uh, mentally, I was prepared for the outcome.
0: I think it's because a lot of people, they wrap their identity in that. There's a lot of people that are just, you know, that's what they want. Their goal is to be a politician. It's like the goal is not necessarily to represent, but to get that job. I see a lot of it, dude. I talk to a lot of these influencers that are... Running in for their campaigns. And it's kind of like, it's it's hard to differentiate between the people that are full of shit and the people that genuinely have the people's interests at heart. You know, uh, I'd interviewed you, uh, Catalina Lauf, who's, I think, her election's coming up in June. Yeah. She seems to, you know, she seems to be a woman of the people. A lot of respect for people that will actually take a stand um, when it comes to calling out the GOP. Yeah. But you don't see a lot of that. Like, you no, really no. don't.
1: Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, if, if you call out, you say anything bad about Trump, mm-hmm. uh, he's not going to support mm-hmm. you. No right he's that's just his personality right well, that's your Ted you Cruz <laughs> yeah. right? you know well and that just means you know Ted Cruz has got enough money mm-hmm. right like like with my opponent he had enough money to get a uh, a Trump endorsement
0: yeah that's
1: well, so please. I'm
0: saying you know Trump's he's they keep looking at his record of endorsements right now and he's doing pretty good like anyone he's endorsing there are except Kemp got Georgia again he's going against Abrams again I don't know why I mean, I guess you know that's as corrupt as it is in the GOP, I can only imagine it's it's like magnified tenfold within the DNC. Um, I can only imagine.
1: You see, the, the DNC is far more efficient, though. Makes right? sense. If you look at, you know, heck, the, the Democratic primary here in the same district, two candidates,
0: mm-hmm.
1: five, not eating their own. they were actually right. pretty cordial with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a, uh, a— Well, they have
0: to be right now. They're, they're scared for midterms coming up. Like, they know it's like we better work together on this because there's a red wave coming.
1: You know, it's funny, man. the The young lady, who won the Democrat nomination in this district, she's a young black woman. Um, she's actually pretty conservative. Really? It's weird.
0: she. So she's like a freaking moderate Democrat.
1: Very. Yeah. So, and, and she's even openly said that, you know, she initially she she left the Democrat Party because she didn't like Obama, mm-hmm. and became unaffiliated. Yeah. Right? That's another anomaly right now, right? The Everybody talks about, oh, voter registration is through the roof. Well, in our district, voter registrations for unaffiliated were through the roof. Makes sense. We're so pissed off with both parties now. Mm -hmm. But until the average person gets involved.
0: And educates themselves,
1: yeah. The country club conservatives and the Reagan Republicans, Mm -hmm. they're going to continue to rule that. Now, the DNC, man, the Democrats, they have their shit together. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Right, and have for years. Republicans, man. That's why we're at their behest. That's why you keep seeing all this compromise from mm-hmm. the dem or the Republicans to the Democrats. Yeah, you know, and and there's that you know whatever you can call it mass psychosis whatever people are calling it these days, this indoctrination that Americans are are willing to accept or settle, you know. Like my Greg Murphy, 72% rating from CPAP. Mm -hmm. The worst, second worst Republican in North Carolina. Now, (laughs) 72%. You say, well, what was the highest? 100. Dan Bishop, which is one of those guys. Dan Bishop constantly votes against the GOP. He voted against the 50 bill. Voted Mm -hmm. against, voted against, voted against. Right, like all those guys who are like, you know, like my incumbent, Dan Kinshaw, uh when they voted for the NDAA and the red flag walls were in there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? When they got called out on it, they were like, well, like in, in my opponent's case, he was like, he, he said, well, I didn't know it was in there. And he blamed the staffer for it. And then a few days later, the entire GOP who voted for that shit without reading it, got together and got one story. And the story was, well, the Democrats promised they would take it. Take it a, yeah. Right? So look across the board. They all got their story straight. Yep. The initial stories varied.
0: Yeah. I remember that because well, Cawthorn okay. was coming out they, about that. Crenshaw was coming. Yeah.
1: They lied. The reality was they didn't read the bill.
0: Right? I mean, to be fair, though, because they're also prepping, they're, they're dropping these bills on their desk, like 2,000 page bills, and you got to vote on it in like four hours, which, again, the system is corrupt. Like, that's right. not right.
1: Vote or vote no. Yeah. You know, but we can't do that because the government might shut down
0: that's one of those because i'd seen other people talking about that in the most recent spending bill was like what well, also helps fund our military well here's the deal you can easily just say no fix this it's like military guys look i'm sorry i respect you i love what you do i was like but you can blame the democrats because i'm not going to vote yes on this with this 50 yep. billion in there so if, yeah. the, if the government if we don't fund the military then the military those are the people at fault
1: bro so dan bishop right so I'll tell you this, if Dan Bishop was a representative for my district, I wouldn't have run against him. Right. right? I would have, I would volunteer for that guy.
0: Yeah, because he's doing what you want. Just yeah.
1: much better. So my my question to folks is, why don't you know Dan Bishop's name? Because Dan Bishop is older. He's not a Madison Cawthorn.
0: He doesn't play, he's
1: yeah. He's not part of the crazy caucus. He mm-hmm. doesn't align himself with any of them. Mm-hmm. He, he can't be attacked. Right? Like, your your he's just that much better than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Right? He's not he's not in pictures with lingerie or you know trying yeah. up in his buddy.
2: Yeah.
1: He he is a statesman. Mm-hmm. Um so there is a measure out there. So when people are like, "Well, you know, 72% isn't that bad." Well, it is when you look around and two North Carolina mm-hmm. representatives get a 100% Virginia mm-hmm. Fox and Dan Beach. Right? Mm-hmm. But people don't care.
0: Yeah. No. No. Absolutely. And that's that's the thing. You have a point there. It's like people do need to care. And I think you know I was talking with a good friend of mine the other night, and I was telling her it's like you know, we do have more people than ever now focused on American American politics, and it's because it's become the new Kardashians. It's become the new reality TV. It's fun to watch the Twitter beef between AOC and Ted Cruz. Yeah. It's fun to see this stuff. And there's the downside of it, to where, like you said, we are putting these politicians on pedestals. We're making them celebrities. They're going to CPAC. They're going to these turning points events. They're, it just, it's just—it's celebrity worship. It's yeah. nuts. It's and so, insane. With that being said, it's like when you have this level of recognition and influence, it almost feels like it turns into this 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 uh, level of corruptibility. I guess this this clout chasing. Yeah. And you see it across the board. But on the flip side, though, at least people are getting engaged in the political spectrum. And that's why we do shows like this. It's like, look, guys, it's like I get that you're involved. It's awesome. But educate yourself further. See through the bullshit because everybody's like Trump's going to drain the swamp. Trump is the swamp. And it's not Trump himself per se, but he's a part of this game. Like, you got yep. to understand this. And it's not like I feel like a lot of people like Milton Friedman said, it's like I'm on your side. But you're not. It's like, I'm wanting freedom. I'm wanting liberty. I want to be free of this influence of one man impacting. We need new blood. And Crenshaw argues when he's like, no, we need the old blood because they know how to play the game. Well, if we get rid of everybody, if we get new blood in there, then the game doesn't have to be played. We just, we move forward together. But, you know, everybody has their, he knows how to play the game politically, but there's a lot of it I just don't agree with.
1: Hey, It boils down to this one thing. If every single representative, every single one of them, starting Monday morning, I'll give them a whole weekend. We'll give them a long (laughs) weekend. Starting Monday morning, started looking out for one thing. And that is the interests of the people who live in their districts.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Every problem in American government will go away. I bet. Right, because the federal government was supposed to aid the states. States, Nothing more. Mm -hmm. Right? So, your U.S. senators, your U.S. representatives... They are supposed to work for your state representatives and the county commissioners.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's literally, but it's, a, it's not
0: something. that way. Yeah, I know. It's like it's, right? it's the opposite. Yeah.
1: Even if you look at <laughs> look at any organization, right? Like one organization, these offshoot conservative organizations, the mm-hmm. parties, uh, Onslow Conservative Coalition, right? Onslow County. These offshoot organizations are pissed off with the GOP. Mm-hmm right so these Austrian organizations the gop labels them as crazy seeing a trend mm-hmm. it's a caucus. these crazy left yeah. wingers
0: yep because yeah. i'd seen crenshaw said because yeah. marjorie taylor green had attended this event uh hosted by nick fuentes and nick fuentes for people that don't know like in the gop he's cancer like you don't go near him he's he's got these all these labels attached to him all these things uh, involving racism, white supremacy, white nationality, whatever you want to call it—whether you agree with that or not. But Marjorie Taylor Greene apparently did not know that she attended an event, and then Crenshaw like basically calling her out, saying that she's supporting like racism stuff. And I'm kind of like, ah, that's a little dishonest, dude. You know what you're doing there. That's yeah. and, like that made the same premise. You could say that you know Crenshaw's picture was on the World Economic Forum website. And it's like, yeah, I didn't say for it to be this. Like, yeah, but you get where that association comes in. It's like you're literally doing the same thing. And I don't like Marjorie Taylor Greene very much. It's not that I hate her. I just. She's very outspoken, but when you're so outspoken, like AOC, and you're saying stupid shit, then it's probably not a good thing to be so outspoken. Like, you're talking about QAnon conspiracy theorism, Jewish space lasers, and like, uh, what?
1: Yeah. Well, and, and on the opposite end of the spectrum, you got Dan yeah. and her who are, you know, Yeah. have this beef. Yeah. It's just entertainment. It and is. Fun, right. It is. It, again, magic wand, first poof, diagonal campaign finance. Second one, yeah. poof. They're all fired.
2: Yeah.
1: We're starting over tomorrow. You know, and hell, if I had a third poof, yeah. I would have to move our entire national capital to like Kansas. Right? <laughs> Just every you know, and, and the reason I say that, right? So last January, I'm standing on on the at the base of the steps of the Capitol building in DC. Because
2: mm.
1: right? you can't walk up the steps because they spent billions of dollars building walls and security around that damn place.
2: Yeah. Right weird
1: right it's a whole different topic uh-huh. so uh yeah i looked around and every building i could see for miles right because the capital on one of the highest points in that area so you can see beltway beltway buildings beltway beltway for miles and i was like every single building i can see was built to get access to the capital and their money
0: makes sense yeah, yeah.
1: So I'm yeah, like, good. it, baby. let's just shut DC down and, and start, <laughs> Move start to Kansas. up. Somewhere else. Like in a big corn building, fucking Kansas. <laughs> um, you know, we
0: were talking the other day. It's like with this day and age, with technology being the way it is, do we even need to have representatives attend Congress anymore? Or can we have like one massive Zoom meeting? It's like, all right, we're voting. Yeah, yes, no. The bills are being emailed to you. You got twenty-four hours for your campaign staff, whatever, your freaking your interns. Like, because Crenshaw talked about on the show is like, you know, 170,000 salary is not enough to run between here and D.C. I'm like, um, yeah, it is 100 percent. It is. Yeah, yeah. You want to pay me 170 K a year? It's like, I, yeah.
1: 100%. So. That's his salary. yeah he doesn't spend one one cent of that on his travel. Right. He doesn't spend one cent of that on his office. Mm-hmm. Right. they their expense budgets. <laughs> Like for him to say that, and I, I, I listened to that, it was disgusting. One hundred seventy-four thousand dollars. So here was something I did, I pledged, and it was honestly motivated by some of what he said. I pledged fifty thousand dollars of my salary back to charities in Eastern North Carolina each term I'm elected. Mm. You would think that would would open people's eyes, mm. maybe motivate another candidate. Yeah, no man. It's all about the money. No, oh, absolutely and, and, I mean have you ever heard of a, a candidate running for office saying they would give a third of their salary back? Absolutely not because Trump i did. did. Month. I did uh, that.
0: Trump Trump donated his entire but again Trump's also a billionaire. So
1: I basically looked at okay. What yeah. what do I make now? Mm-hmm. And I pledged that I would only do four terms Can I Can I survive make my payments and be mm-hmm. a viable partner to Melissa? Yeah, on $124,000 a year, mm-hmm. he sat down and looked at it and said, "Yes, we can." And the reason why we said we can, because at first I was like, "Shit, that's, I don't know that we'll be able to do that." Come no. to find out, they they have an expense freaking account of $1.2 million. What? Yeah, and they an exp- told me on that number, but it's darn close to that, right? Each one of them they they can have what like an 18-person staff and staff members can actually be paid more than than the congressional candidates. Right. So we don't need to just re-elect or or not re-elect. We
2: mm-hmm. need
1: to oust those suckers, but the staff members have to go too.
2: Yeah. Right?
1: They carry on the corruption.
2: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: They're the the continuity piece. Right. There's a military term for you. Um the continuity piece is the staff. Right. Right? Uh they gotta go too man. It's it's gross, dude. It is absolutely gross.
0: That's politics.
1: Yeah, and like I said, if if as an American, you've never even just bothered to go on OpenSecrets.org,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and, and like I said, I
0: man, do need to write that down.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's man, you can get on there. And like, yeah, just go look up Dan. Look mm-hmm. up, look up where his millions in campaign finance come from. And then okay. you can look to see who he's giving it to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right now, that's just a campaign finance. You don't get to see their expense yeah Ugh. what it's actually I, getting spent I want, on too, i want to see how they're spending their on expense funds
0: and all this is taxpayer funds right
1: every cent yeah well not so the people well, yeah paying.
0: but i mean people should have a right to know though
1: yeah man it's gross dude hmm. i don't know i really don't i i so when people ask me you know will i run again and there's so many i had such great support you know um and it was all from those grassroots types mm-hmm you know, just people who really truly see that we need a change and that the Greg Murphy's they need to go.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm realistic. Unless I could raise unless in the next you know, two years, unless somehow I could get one, maybe even eight hundred thousand in campaign mm-hmm. funds, then and with six to eight months, maybe. I could beat him, maybe.
0: Well, I mean, that's you kind of just outlined your goal there, if you're interested.
1: (laughs) I mean, just I don't know, man. I mean, I gave up six months of my life active campaigning. Yeah. Dude, you know, I had an F-250, and as gas or diesel prices went up. Yeah. So from my house, I'm in the southernmost part of the district, all the way to the Virginia line. It's about six hours of driving. Mm Mm-hmm. At five plus dollars a gallon, I couldn't afford the diesel anymore. So I sold the diesel truck, traded it in on a gas-powered truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went from like 13 miles a gallon, you know, a whopping 21, 22. <laughs> um, I still need a truck. Mm-hmm. You know, I really probably should have gotten like a little you know, hybrid. <laughs> but, <laughs> dude, I put 18,000 miles on that truck mm-hmm. nine weeks. Jesus. Yeah. I was staying in hotels up north, part of the district, mm-hmm. crashing at friend's house. I slept in the truck a couple of nights. Um, campaigning, if you're not the incumbent, right? An incumbent just buys t- television commercials. Yeah. An incumbent doesn't go to question and answer, sir, they, right? They don't yeah. go in public. Yeah. they go to fancy fundraisers yeah. at people's homes where the donors are controlled. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be in any public forums, Right that's just the way they play the game I mean, yeah any consultant will tell an incumbent to do
0: yeah so uh, they don't give you any spotlight i'll give you any validity
1: no man they're not yeah. they're not doing that but as someone who's challenging the incumbent man you're talking about you know in a district this large i mean you're talking about giving up your life yeah for
0: just the campaign yeah
1: you know and it's not like you can pay your mortgage or your yeah. truck payment out of campaign finances right I just happen to be in a situation, you know, where I, I could afford to do it for a few weeks. Yeah, I can't afford to do it for twelve months. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. just More, yeah, or I mean,
0: much less two years. Yeah,
1: right. So, you know, y- you need to be so it's the rich that have
0: the ability to do this, and the poor and the middle class, you ain't got a shot in hell.
1: No, nah, man, that's that why campaign sense. finance has to be challenged. Right? It's the House of Representatives was supposed to be based on. You know, the UK's House of Commoners, Mm -hmm. right? Right now we have more attorneys, more elites in our House of Representatives Mm -hmm. than ever before, right? Right. Oh, we need more veterans, man. Good luck. You know, what what retired E8 or even E9 can... Yeah. It's impossible, bro. And we're seeing it. Like I said, look across all these veterans that are running. They're not getting any support. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you... Kevin McCarthy, Dan Crenshaw—they know that an enlisted special forces trooper, like Jay Collins, who got his leg blown off and was shot in combat, mm. isn't going to be easily managed. Yeah. And they're like, man.
0: To tell the GOP you party think line,
1: three Taylor Green or Cawthorn is hard to deal with. Mm. Imagine five fucking pissed off enlisted Green Berets showing up. Yeah. In January no man they don't want us
0: up there because you would pose a sincere threat and i think even on the social media side of the house that you guys would wreck shop absolutely Mm. well tony i want to say thank you for coming on also thank you for uh giving us this inside look onto what it's like to be on the campaign trail some of the ins and outs of the gop and the election process it gives it gives people a lot to think about so i do appreciate you coming on here and spilling the beans in a sense and uh, taking time out of your busy day well hopefully your relaxing day now that the uh, campaign's over, so you can get back to doing. I know I saw that you're doing. You're hosting a uh, a free um, shooters uh, thing for uh, first responders. Correct me if I'm wrong on that.
1: For uh, school resource officers.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I typically try to be like a root cause type of person.
2: Mm.
1: Well, I can't change our social construct that is creating these mass shooters, right? Yeah. I can't convince parents to start raising their kids with principles and values. Yeah. Um. I'm not going to be able to make that sort of change, but I can at least
0: teach you how to protect yourself.
1: I can help school resource officers because let's face it, right? These sheriffs and typically the sheriff's departments, not cities, uh, are school resource officers. Mm. School resource officers, it's not like it's an esteemed position. Yeah. Right? Your beat cops and your SWAT cops aren't trying to become s Yeah. Yeah. Right? And let's face it. So they get the least amount of training, but they're tasked with one
0: of the most important things. Yeah.
1: And let's face it, an active shooter. It's a hostage rescue. Yes. Right. Yeah. If you look at like Christian Craighead in Nairobi, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: right, you're talking about SAS, one of the most senior hostage rescue operators in the British military. Right. He saved the day. Mm-hmm. that's what you're asking a police officer mm-hmm. can't pass an army pt test mm-hmm. or they can probably getting passed most of them can't pass an air force pt test. <laughs> yeah. sorry air force be real
0: oh they know they know right. <laughs> even the air force like oh no we get yeah. it we're bitches it's fine
1: <laughs> right so you're asking these sros mm-hmm. to be able to conduct a hostage rescue mission mm-hmm. what an active shooter is with zero training
0: that's why every, and I get tagged in these things. Every time there's a shooting that occurs, everybody starts tagging me about John, you should get on board with supporting this idea of hiring vets to guard these schools. And I, and again, I appreciate how civilians view us in that that light. It's a, it's a yeah. very honorable thing. Yeah. But civilians don't see it from the inside looking out. It's like half yeah. the dudes we serve with I wouldn't trust with a fucking Nerf gun. Yeah. So it's like it's sure. it's good in theory. It's like but uh-huh. by virtue of being a veteran does not make – because even – I was 13 years grunt. I did Afghanistan, Iraq. Even I would go into a situation like that. It's like I don't know what the fuck. I know room clearance, yeah. but that's basics. There's so much sure. more to – You know, hostage right? No, hostage negotiation, things such as that.
1: I want you know, like you're you're potentially asking a police officer with very minimal training to make a twenty meter headshot.
0: Exactly. Yes. Right. Under stress and being shot back at potentially with kids around.
1: Yeah, and not strike collateral.
0: Exactly, and people don't realize that because they want to armchair quarterback it and say like. Well, how how hard is it? It's like, dude, it's very fucking hard. It's insanely hard.
1: Yeah, you know, it's um, I mean, the 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 men in, that are capable of that, you're talking, you know, your your tier one mm. and your tier two operators,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the tier two is going to need some training mm-hmm. to, to make those shots. Mm-hmm. Well, you think you're going to get us to go to work for twenty six exactly? <laughs> i know it, it was is. like higher
0: contractors like they're making like fucking three g's a day overseas you ain't gonna yeah. get them
1: yeah you know i mean right it, it i can i can work two months out of the year overseas right and make three times five mm. times that mm. right so you're gonna ask veterans to yeah. go like get out of here man but more so most of these sros spend all day every day putting up with little shitheads yeah right yep these little these punk kids mm. Can you imagine putting an sf guy <laughs> or a ranger in a high school yep. right and some little shit is walking by talking smack all day long yeah right or or worse you put a seal in there next mm. thing you know he's freaking dating three of the freaking 8 year olds <laughs> right now, and i joke but yeah. seriously man what you're asking, what what these people are asking of these veterans is, yeah. uh, it's just not realistic.
0: Yeah. Um, well, they don't know the specifics of it, again, because yeah. it's, it's too easy to toss out these ideas of, hey, we should be doing this, that's like, okay, well, what about fiscal feasibility that's not possible? Like, you're right. not. And they yeah. seem to think, like, well, veterans will do it for free. No, they won't. And if they did, I don't know if I'd even trust them. It's like, no. you get what you pay for. Yeah.
1: Right. It's just like being a cop, man. You know, a good friend of mine was running for Pender County Sheriff. Uh, it's Sadly, he didn't make it either. He was challenging an incumbent um and i told him i said hey bro if you win i will go to blet three months of my life crappy ass training at community college here in north carolina become a law dog right i'm like i'll go do that i'll become a reserve officer but he's the only person on this planet that i would do that for yeah right because i don't want to be a cop yeah right they get paid next to nothing you have to put up with a lot of shit Mm -hmm. you know not to mention I'm not very good at giving speeding tickets just to raise money for you know local, you know. Let's face it, a lot of. The, a lot well, you
0: uh, you based upon your track record, I think for these, these citations and tickets. I mean, you funded a lot of roads.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've done my part. <laughs> I paid my fair share. Yeah, you know. What? Officer,
0: I'm not speeding. I just want to help pay my fair share. Give me that ticket, bitch. Let's well, do this.
1: I mean, let's face it. I mean, that's about 90% of what law enforcement does these days is create revenue for Mm. local government. Mm. And that's sad, you know? It's sad because most of these guys and gals that are law dogs are good people, Mm -hmm. but because it's not like they study the Constitution in B.L.E.T. or basic law enforcement or the academy. They don't study the Constitution. Of course, they swear an oath to it.
0: Same like in the military.
1: Same, yeah. Same. So it's it's a screwed-up situation, man. I I don't know. I, I... I went into this whole running man skeptical. American be, can be fixed. Mm. I needed to see it for myself, and I am less. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm. I'm just not encouraged. Yeah, to think that we can be fixed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know, bro. we I. I think we have so many problems, mm-hmm. and we have so-called representatives who. Don't you know, they're not worried about fixing problems. They're worried yeah. about staying in power. I, I I think we're screwed, man. Yeah.
0: Well on that note, we're gonna go ahead and end the interview before we blow our fucking brains out. <laughs> uh, this is Tony uh, Cowden and we are fucked, America. <laughs> now, now I get what you mean. I get what you mean. These okay. are problems, but I think it's good that we do these interviews and we talk about this because okay. that way it educates the masses to see these perspectives and see these examples. Like, oh wait a minute, I never knew that. Because there's a lot of people that don't. There's a lot of people that generally don't.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. And the only way, this, the, the path to correcting America's very downward trajectory, I see only one path. And that is every, excuse me, I'll back up. 85%, because right now we're at less than 10% of the average American being involved in politics. Mm. So you say, well, where did I get that number? Because only 10% of our district voted in that primary last week. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. So my opponent is like, oh, we crushed it. Landslide. It was awesome. But only 10 percent of the district voted.
0: Got involved.
1: Right. So you you won with a majority of a very small fraction.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, the reality is until every single one of us. gets
2: Yeah, involved, that's
0: true.
1: We're going to continue to be screwed. And right now, people aren't motivated to get involved. Because yeah. it's not that bad.
0: Until it hits their wallets. Well, when even with the
1: wallets right now, we're getting hammered. True. That is true. And we still are taking it. hmm I don't know how bad it has to get.
0: Apparently, pretty worse. I mean, yeah. we're paying four-something a gallon right now, like Jesus. It's bad, bro. Yeah.
1: I mean, even like, so Melissa and I drove to Florida. And on the way home last night, we stopped at a fast food joint trying to get home. And for her and I to eat was like $32. But don't get me wrong, Melissa eats more calories than the average 130-pound female. <laughs> I probably eat more calories than the average you know, 215-pound mm. um, male. <laughs>
0: but
1: still, 32 yeah. bucks at a fast food restaurant.
0: Yep. I was looking at a little quart of ice cream the other day at 7-Eleven. It was seven-something. I'm like, are you shitting me? It was like yeah. $7 for, are you kidding me?
1: Milk is $5 a gallon, bro.
0: It's nuts. It's fucking nuts. But Americans are just, oh, hey, well, 38% are approving of Biden's economy. It's like that 38% consists of, like, what, Facebook employees, CNN. Like, who who is this? So.
1: I don't know, bro. I appreciate you having me, man. Freaking. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Love to get you back on here in the future.
1: Yeah. Continue to educate people. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Um, You know, I appreciate, you know, a couple of your posts this week were pretty pretty edgy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. America's, America says they want the truth. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Let's Absolutely.
0: See. It's just with anybody. Anybody says they want the truth and you give it to them, it's just like, oh, well, not like that. It's, well, the truth is the truth. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm just tired of walking on eggshells to essentially prevent the woke left from coming after me and labeling me a bigot white supremacist. It's going to happen no matter what. Might as well just not feed into it. But, you know, yeah. like Obama's thing yesterday about, you know, it's, it's a, tr- a tragic event with what happened in Yavalde, but let's not forget George Flake. Dude, shut the fuck up. Like, shut the fuck up with you, black liberals. I am tired of hearing all this, this pandering for attention that you want. Like, and I don't blame all black people. I'm talking those specific types of people, white liberals included, yeah. because they do the same thing to us. Why are we holding back? Like, why is anyone afraid to go after the BLM representatives? Like, well, you're a racist. No, I'm not. They're just corrupt. Right. It's just, and you want to talk about black privilege. Let's have those conversations. But yeah. no, we can't do that. So, yeah,
1: you, you can't find anybody in my entire life history that will accuse me of being a racist you know
0: well that's what people are so afraid of it's like elon musk he buys twitter and suddenly boom now or he's going to and now he's a, a sexual deviant it's like oh okay where have we seen this before many times right. yeah many times so yeah. well all right brother i want to say thank you for coming on it's been an interesting interesting uh topic i'll have this thing uploaded today and i'll shoot you the link and um i'm thank you for the insight and i'll definitely have you back because it's always good to hear some educated perspectives from a fellow libertarian constitutionalist
1: Yes, <laughs> my no, brother Yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: Be safe, my man.
1: All right, bro. Bye.